Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This episode is brought to you by JLL. Get an insider view into the world of commercial real estate with JLL's podcast, Trends and Insights, the Future of Commercial Real Estate. Whether you're curious about making cities more sustainable, the evolution of office space, or AI opportunities, this podcast will help keep you a step ahead. Tune in for candid conversations with business leaders about the biggest trends impacting how we live, work, and play. Subscribe to Trends and Insights now at jll.com slash podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Remarkable Life Podcast. I'm your host and coach, Karin Gillen. This is episode 124, and today we have a guest. It's Belinda Rosenblum. I didn't ask how to pronounce your last name, so I hope I got that right. You did awesome. Yes. Okay. So Belinda is here because we recently met in the way that I love to meet all people through another person uh, <laughs> for my love of networking and had a chat about profitability and being in business. And um, it made me want to have this call with all of you because I know that many of you are business owners and many of you are making plans for next year. So Belinda, will you give us a quick um, intro of who you are and, and what you do? Absolutely. <clears throat> Absolutely. Yes. And you did great with the name. A lot of people massacre it. So you're good. Um, but it's much better than my maiden name, which was F-U-C-H-S. So everything is better. Like, honestly, whatever you call better. me is better than what my maiden name <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm getting married Hello, as soon as possible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> took me till 39. I had to live with that for a long time. Once I got over the trauma in fourth grade, I think I was fine. <laughs> so um, hello, everybody. I am Belinda Rosenblum. I lead a company called Own Your Money. And we are all about helping you as the female business owner. Usually she's a coach, a course creator, service provider. Um, we're less in like the product and brick and mortar space anymore, but we're really helping you as the online business owner get out of that reactive bank balance decision-making where all you have to make important decisions in your business is literally the transitory what's in my bank account in the moment, right? And that comes from not having a strategic growth plan, right? And not actually knowing what do you want to create in your business? And how do we make sure that you get paid more through this process? Because a lot of our women are working their tail off and they're honestly heading towards burnout and they haven't yet figured out how do they really best monetize their expertise and their energy, right? So that they don't have to work so freaking hard, but that they actually feel like they have a sustainable plan that feels aligned with them and profitable at the same time. So excited to be here and talk profit and all the things. Yeah. Sustainable is one of my favorite business words, which we don't hear enough. So I'm really excited you just used it. <laughs> I know. And we, I think we get very used to the roller coaster, you mm -hmm. know, cash flow roller coaster, the emotional roller coaster. And I think it gets really hard on our nervous systems a lot, right? Because we, it's like always feels very feast or famine. And when you actually have a plan that shows you, okay, this is going to be a bigger month. You know, what am I doing to make sure that that is the bigger month? And then look, the next month 
is probably going to be lower and I'm not going to have that have to mean anything about who I am as a business owner and the possible success moving forward because I anticipated it, right? Like when you can come to expect it, then you can be like, okay, right. I can breathe. Mm -hmm. I still have a sustainable business. You know what I mean? I still have a business that can make it even if I have a lower month one month, we don't have to mean that like the business is falling down. Right. right. And that's another like benefit of having a man. And, and you can see that it can be sustainable and not necessarily growing every single month. I think we yeah. put a lot of pressure on ourselves, but learning how to actually ride the roller coaster, right? Or tame the roller coaster is mm -hmm. a much um, more, I guess, like peaceful or in flow yeah. way of running your business. Yeah. yeah. I'm always thinking about, you know, we put these high standards, I think maybe in the online industry more than others of every month growth, every year growth, constant growth, always up all the time. But if we think about huge companies that have existed forever, like let's say dry erase markers, for example, they probably have a really big like August, September that makes their entire other 10 months work. Like they'll have some sales come in because people have to replace them, but everybody's shopping that one time of year. So why can't, why can't we have that too and make that work for us? So what are that, some of the ways right. that you, that you help people ease the roller coaster? Mm. Well, I feel like it, it's about creating a plan so that you can see it. And honestly, you can actually smooth it out with intentionality, right? So we had one um, couple, they ran a business together and historically August was their lowest month always. Right. And so when they actually did their plan and they're walking me through it and they're like, so June and July is really good. And then August is like a quarter of what it normally of what other months are. And so we stash money aside and they were really proud of themselves. Right. Because they've been in my world for a little bit and they kind of knew like, OK, this guy doesn't have to fall in that month. And I was like, well, what could you do as an intentional revenue generating activity in that month? So they didn't have to have like feel like the bottom was falling out of your business. So then they actually created a retreat in that month and then it became one of their top three highest grossing months, right? So in terms of getting you off the roller coaster, I feel like it's about first deciding that you deserve to have a plan in your business. I think that so many of us are winging our business money. It's like we, <coughs> it's like, we're still, we still pretend that we're running a baby business, even though we've been doing it for like three years, five years, 10 years, right? It's like, right. we still think that we can just like get up each day and decide what we want to do and sell what we want to sell. And I think to myself, like, what if Sarah Blakely did that, right? Like when she was running Spanx, if she just said, you know what, like purchasing department, go buy what you want. Sales department, go sell what you want. Like it'll all work out, which is mm -hmm. a lot of kind of the laissez-faire approach that so many business owners take. And I can tell you what wouldn't happen. She wouldn't have become the first self-made billionaire and gotten Spanx at 1.2 billion if that was her approach, right? And it's yeah. just like a bit of a wake-up call to be like, so why are we all handling our businesses like that? Right. You know, but I and- think that that yeah. idea of you get to do this, you deserve to mm. have this is interesting. I haven't heard someone say it that way. Like this is a, like a true self-care activity is making great plans for your business. Right. Right. Yeah. And I, I say it like that because I think that so many of us have this context around planning that feels like this should, oh, I should have a plan. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's like, 
stop shooting on yourself and recognize why you want the plan, right? Why right. it's actually going to make running your business easier. It's going to make mm -hmm. it more fun, right? It's going to mm -hmm. actually help you calm your nervous system down on a regular basis. It's going to help you figure out what do you need to be doing today because this is where you want to be in four weeks or six weeks or three months, right? And it takes a lot of that overwhelm out. And I feel like so many business owners, it's another thing they tolerate is a lot of overwhelm in their business. Like, mm -hmm. okay, I get to work in this, the morning. I have this huge list. I don't know what I need to be working on really. And the plan helps you see like, okay, if I want to make this launch happen with this many people, then what do I need to be doing in the four week, six week, eight week timeline before that happens to support myself to meet that goal? Right. And then it's like, you know, I find a little quick sidebar, but I find that overwhelm comes when we feel like everything has to be done immediately and gets the same priority and urgency. But the reality is that everything probably doesn't even need to get done and everything does not need to get done at the same level of urgency as everything else. And yeah. when you have a plan, it can really help you sift through like is important right now and what are maybe some of these other busier work things that are just distractions from yeah. me actually stepping in and meeting my goals you know and creating the business that i truly want yeah because when you actually have a plan and you know where you're going then it's easy to say i don't need to switch service providers for whatever fill in the blank because right. it's not a part of where you're going yeah or this yeah. other isn't that important? And I think it also makes it easier to hold our boundaries and to, to distinguish what are the right opportunities for us right now. Like, mm -hmm. otherwise we fall into a lot of bright, shiny object syndrome of like, oh, yeah. I could do that. I could do that. I could do that. Right. But if yeah. you have your plan and you can leave a little room for magic, right. Cause I feel like that mm -hmm. is fun to do too. Right. You don't have to like plan everything down to the, to the moment. Or sometimes it's like, you're like, okay, I want to meet this goal. I feel like I'm going to, it would help if I had five affiliates. I'd like one of them to be a bigger one, right? Mm -hmm. Then you open yourself up to, great, who could I affiliate with, right? And then it's like you're turning on your brain to start looking for that and to start recognizing like, this is possible. I can be the person to make that happen. And it, it like it totally shifts your whole approach to your business really mm -hmm. because it has you not feel so frantic all the time right yeah. and like what am i going to do and how is this going to go and is this going to work so like this is what i'm going to make happen and i think a lot of times too we don't want to set goals because we don't want to be disappointed right yeah but but the reality is that putting a little bit of intention and stress dare i say or like pressure kind of on meeting that actually helps drive your action mm -hmm. i don't know if you know donald miller right he wrote um, yeah. story brand and has a bunch of new programs on growing your business and he was like you know if you set a goal and it says you're going to sell 10 this month right and you only sell six well then you can decide okay why did i only sell six like what else could i do so that either i could add those four to next month or you know, right. what am I going to, do I need to raise the price? Like you can make adjustments based on that. But the reality is if you only sold three or four. Right. Right. Because it's like, if, if you don't know where you're going, any road takes you there, but really no road takes you there. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you don't get that feeling of, well, you don't get to learn as much and you don't get to have the feeling of success in the same way. Mm. 
Right. Yeah. Because it's like, I think that's why a lot of us don't ever really feel like we're making progress in our business because we mm -hmm. don't really know what progress is. Like it just all feels <laughs> yes. uphill and like we're never quite getting it. Whereas if you actually have goals, then you can know what you're heading towards, right? And yeah. then you can celebrate. Like in our cash flow CEO program, we celebrate every week. I'm like, every week, I want you to be looking for ways that you can celebrate how far you've come, right? How have yeah. you evolved? We're only in week five right now. And I'm like, how are you a different woman than you were even five weeks ago or eight weeks ago when you signed up, you know? Yeah. And um, another great book is um, The Gap uh, or The Gain and The Gain mm -hmm. by Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan. And I'm a big fan of their recent book, 10X is Easier Than 2X. Mm. Anyway, in The Gap and The Gain, it's like, hey, you can focus on how far away you are on The Gap, but it's so demotivating. Like, how can you instead focus on how far you've come and keep building on that, right? Yeah. It's that compounding that then has you feel like, okay, look, look what I did. And sometimes I will say, you really have to give yourself, I'm sorry, you really have to give yourself grace. Yeah. And so like last year, um, actually went through breast cancer and we had these like big growth plans, right? And when, can I curse on this? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I probably will get blown anyway, but I, it's like when all this shit hit the fan, it was literally like June 14th, 2020 in the 8 a.m. I take a home COVID test and I test positive for COVID. By 5 p.m., I got a call from the radiologist that my biopsy came back and I tested positive for early stage breast cancer. Mm. And so it was like in one day, these two positive results had such mm -hmm. a negative effect on my whole life, right? And and I got hit really hard by COVID too. Like by the next day, I could barely talk. So then I can like barely talk to anybody. And I had to like get the news via a three-way oh, wow. call with my husband yeah. and I couldn't even like be with him. So it was one of the darker times of my life. Yeah. And at least like by having a plan, I, I talk about it like a plan can help you life-proof your business some, right? Because you can actually see like, okay, as I started to take more time off, because it was like a week off for the first surgery, week off for the second surgery. Oh, wait, let's reschedule that week off for the next mm -hmm. second surgery, you know, and then treatments. And that was like three naps a day. It's really looking at like, wh what are the levers you can pull when sometimes you need to pull down and sometimes you need to pull up, right? So yeah. like we still grew 6% last year, but I'm feeling a lot of people, at least like on the revenue line, but I have a feeling that a lot of people might not even have had a business if they had to take off as much time than they did as I did. Right. Right. So it's like this idea of being able to use the plan to help life proof your business. And so then that way you feel like, okay, wait a second, the business is supporting my life instead of trying to squeeze your life in the margins that the business allows. And one of the big things that I've really gotten out of that whole painful experience and really just kind of tapped into this recently i did a talk actually at jordan's event on how to life proof your business and that was sort of me starting to talk about this tough time for myself and recognize the power in building your business out of intention instead of out of reaction right instead yeah. of constantly feel like like you're in reaction scarcity mode all the time but actually saying what do i want to create Right. And then aligning your activities and behaviors and boundaries and like literally what you're doing on a daily basis to support that. Yeah. So when I'm on a bit of a tangent, but I feel like it's all it's all under this umbrella, right, of 
creating yep. a plan and allowing yourself yep. to focus on profit, not just revenue. Well, and you mm -hmm. answered my question before I asked it, which was what, like, what makes you think about it this way? How did you get where you are today? And it sounds like last year you had a really good reason to kind of double down on intention, but it seems like you've been at this for mm. longer than just since that diagnosis. So how did you get here before that? Yeah. So I've been running this business yourself for over 16 years. So I started back in 2007 and did personal finance actually for 12 years and then business finance now for almost, uh, like almost five. And, um, what, I'm trying to think how far to go. So I think what, when I did personal finance, it was really out of a need that I saw in the marketplace. I almost became a financial advisor and I saw that people could be super smart, super successful, make good money and still feel broke, be in debt and be stressed about money all the time. It was like this black cloud hang over them. And I was like, why is that? Like, what can we do about that? So that's how I started Own Your Money back in 2007. Everybody was super skeptical when I started it. Literally my family and friends had like an intervention for me. They're like, are you sure you wanna start a business? Like entrepreneurship was not in 2007 what it is today. It was like, right, why are you yeah. leaving a nice six figure job to go and like start your own business? I don't get mm -hmm. it. And how are you actually gonna make money? And how are you gonna replace your six figure income? So. I was very focused on revenue at the time because mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I have to prove to them like I can do this. I can I can make money on this, right? The business can make money. PSA, the business making revenue is way different than you making money from your business. And it's very counterintuitive because many of us came from corporate or that kind of mentality that's like, okay, if you're quote making, right, $100,000 in a job, it means you are getting $100,000. But right. newsflash, that's not how it works. Right in the business space. So my first year, first full year, I made like 65K revenue and I lost money, but I was like taking all the courses and building a new website and all the things. And back mm -hmm. then to date myself, like there was no WordPress, there was no Kajabi, oh, there was like yeah. none of that stuff existed. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like everything was custom designed and PHP and like too much money. So mm -hmm. then my second full year of business, I was like, okay, let's show them. Right. And I grossed $155,000. I literally felt like I was like the bomb.com. I'm like second full year in business. And now keep in mind what happened in 2008, like the world crashed, right. you know, it was like total yeah. recession. And that was my first full year in business. The good news was that I was talking about money and stress and the financial challenges that we have and why we need to be paying attention. And so I was literally on the five o'clock news the day of the federal bailout, like in mm. October of 2008, right? Nice. So now we're 2009, make a lot of revenue, right? And I'm like waiting for my profit and loss statement from my bookkeeper and like, let me see how I did. And I said, it, like, it had felt very break even, like very tight. And I was mm -hmm. like, well, maybe it's just how the cash flow is flowing. Maybe like my P&L won't show. So then I open up this email from my um, uh, bookkeeper and I started to bawl. I started to cry. And I was like, what the F is going on? Because <laughs> I look at this and I'm like, literally like two weeks after I'm celebrating myself for being the bomb.com, right? For <laughs> making all this revenue. Mm -hmm. I see that I profited before I paid myself $2,348. And Oof. it was just like, yeah, like this sucks, right? This is yeah. not what I thought I was signing up to. Maybe everybody was right. Like all of those negative thoughts start running through my mind like 
do I just have to work harder? Like, how is that even possible? Like, I felt like I'm already working nights and weekends. I was single at the time. So I was just like doing my all. And I was holding my own workshops and I was doing speaking, like all things. And then I was like, okay, well, I think the system is broken because like two years ago, I made zero in my business and I took home zero. Now my business made 155,000 and I made two. Like something is wrong with yeah, this whole broken. model. You know, yeah. And I was like, do I need to do more that my team is doing? And then I'm like, no, because then I'm going to have even less time. Like that doesn't feel like it's going to work. So then I just took a step back, <laughs> put on my big girl panties, right? And I was like, okay, I, I'm a CPA. Like I can figure out the money side of things, but I just have to stop believing. Like I think a lot of business coaches are like, just focus on revenue. And mm -hmm. that's their like MO. And I think that I, I once, it's like, I think it's because they don't, really understand it in the same way that you do. So they can't teach it. And I was like, okay, well, that kind of makes sense because mm -hmm. most business coaches feel like marketing and visibility coaches. They're not actually helping you with the business side, right? And the money and the profit and all that. So they have to stay at that revenue level. And my whole thing is like, well, how do I actually start to leverage my team better, right? That was really important. How to create more operational effectiveness in the business. So like I would have my team, for instance, like update my website frequently because I was like on the news a lot and in the press and all that stuff. Was anybody really looking at my website every day? Probably not, right? So I was like, yeah, how do yeah. I make them more effective and put more of a constraint on them so that it's not just like a blank check that they're spending. And I think a lot of people do that too. And right. then it feels like everyone else gets paid, but you're not getting paid, right? So I really started to um, leverage my team more. I hired another coach. So then I could make money off of her time instead of just making money off of my time. And I kept the price point that I thought was a good one for her. And then I raised my prices, right? So that was an important piece. But honestly, the biggest thing I did was create a profit plan. Mm -hmm. And it was like, like profit. So not just a revenue plan, but I actually then said, okay, what do I want my expenses to be? What is my profit going to be? How do I allocate that profit out so that I started getting paid? And I started to commit to an actual monthly paycheck for myself because I nice. was just getting the scraps, right? Like with yeah. the current model that I had. And, you know, it, there was a long time that I didn't tell that story because I think I felt a lot of shame, especially being in this financial world and still kind right. of buying into that mentality of like, just care about revenue. But I was like, you know what? I think it actually gives me a lot of compassion mm -hmm. for the struggle that we have as business owners to be able to even understand how do I figure out profit, right? How do I set appropriate revenue goals? And now you know, we're 14 years after that moment. Now we fund myself, we fund our family, right? Because we fund myself, yeah. we fund my husband and business partners now in the business. I don't say he's retired because he works his tail off too. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he's yeah. not like sitting back with his cup of coffee all day, but um, he runs our coaching and our customer service and all these other things, but you know, him and then four other contractors, Right. And it's like I had to make a decision right there to recognize that becoming what I call the cash flow CEO is really the most effective way to be able to sustainably scale so that mm -hmm. you're a CEO that knows her numbers so that you can actually scale revenues and profits without all of the burnout, you know, and Amen. so to the point, like, yeah, like I think 
that started back in year two, but I was really pushing down this personal finance path and making the most that I could there. Like I had a TV show, a radio show, I published a book, I published like six courses. And then I got to 2019 and I was sitting in this big three-day event and my heart started to hurt hearing all of the women sharing their challenges with money. Like whether it was mindset challenges, their fears around success, their fears of really looking at money and actually like, creating a plan that would help them use money as a tool and by the end of the the first day of that event i pivoted the whole business of own your money to um help business owners because i was just tired of telling people like spend less than you make because my philosophy is usually like make more right and then when i get when i tell them that it would be like get a promotion get a raise you know get a new job start a side hustle whereas my entrepreneurs were begging me for something to help them make more money because i'm like you have an unlimited ability to make money and they're like yeah but we need some help (laughs) we need some Mm -hmm. direction but all my programs were only on their personal finance side and i was seeing is that not enough money was coming over from the business into the personal side because they weren't understanding right they couldn't manage and plan the money well enough at the business side so yeah january 2019 we pivoted the whole business over to now help small business owners like we do now that's awesome there's a thread in your story of every time there's a problem of you turning it into an opportunity like and teaching your clients how to do that which is a which is a choice right we can look at problems as problems forever if we want to but for some reason you don't Yeah. Cause I think I do actually feel that way. Like I do feel like, um, and it was a shift. I don't know. It was like too many Tony Robbins or something, (laughs) (laughs) but like, I think I do, I do believe that life is happening for us. And I will say when I went through cancer, there were moments where that was difficult to adopt. And another great book called the surrender experiment, um, by Michael A. Singer really was pivotal for me to be like, just surrender to this. Like, I've tried to control a lot of things as a high achiever in my life. This was one of those things that I couldn't, I couldn't control. Right. And so it was like, how do I be with all of that? And, and then I really started to shift to, okay, how can some of this be happening for me? I, I, I don't know what it is yet, but just being open to that. Right. And I think too, it's like life can either be happening to you, right. Or you can start to shift to life is happening for you. And then I think the ultimate shift is, how is life happening by you, right? Like, how are you the cause of what's yeah. happening in your life and really taking on this sense of responsibility? You know, like there's a great quote from Spider-Man. He says, you know, with great power comes responsibility. And it's I my too, favorite with quote great... ever. Oh, good. Okay. So I flip it too. And I'm like, with great responsibility comes great power. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, as soon as you can be like, wait, that's what I mean, own your money, right? It's all about you take responsibility, you own your money. Don't wait for somebody else to come in and save you, right? Like, what do you want to create in the world, whether it's in your business, in your life, and how do we support you to go make all of that happen? Yeah, I love it. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. And you have yeah. a you have two things that I want to make sure everybody hears, which is you have the 
pay yourself calculator. And then you're mm, having a workshop. Okay, let's talk. <clears throat> yeah, the workshop next Coming month. Coming up soon. Yeah, and I want to hear yeah. about both because if somebody's picking up what you're putting down, they need to go to this workshop too, I'm imagining. Absolutely. Okay, so let's start at the top. So the pay yourself calculator, what that does is that that's available for you to just like jump in no matter when you're listening to this and be like, okay, I'm tired of setting these arbitrary revenue goals. I actually want to figure out how do I pay myself more? So it just has you fill in a few numbers and then the rest of it calculates for you. And Beautiful. yeah, I love that kind mm -hmm. of calculator. And so I, we did all the thinking, we did all the formulas because you do not have to be good at math to be good at money and like making profits in your business. I think sometimes like the, you know, fifth grade math teacher is still weighing on us that told us like, we're not good at math. It's like, no, actually yeah. you can be good at math. You can be good at money. Cause Excel I'm living proof. I'm terrible you. at math, but I'm great with yeah. money. Like it we can do matter. this. Yeah. We can do it this. Totally. Absolutely. And so, um, so what the pay yourself calculator does is it has you actually stop and say like, okay, based on what your business expenses are, right? Based on what you, if you have to pay off any debt or you wanna build some savings and based on most importantly, what you wanna pay yourself, what does your revenue goal need to be at a minimum? And then you can start to see, okay, wait. And then there's another column that says, this is how you would double your salary. And a lot of people do that and they're like, oh my gosh, I don't have to keep taking scraps. Like I can set more intentional revenue goals instead of feeling like you're just picking this arbitrary, like pull it out of the air kind of a goal, right? So I highly recommend everybody to go and check out this pay yourself calculator. You can go and grab that right in the show notes. Yeah, we'll have it in the show notes. And I'm yeah. going to do it too, because I want to take whatever my brain has come up with and kind of look at what your brain and your math equations would do for my brain. I think that will be really fun. I love it. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, and then, it, I mean, there's a little bit of variation, like if you're an S corp, or, you know, so there's going to be a little bit of tweaks you need to make, but it will just give you an idea of, okay, this is why it's felt so scarce because I've only been earning this and I want to be earning this, right? Or I want to be paying myself this. And once you have that information, it really empowers you. So now we'll kind of get to why I love the um, profit workshop we're doing in December because you can actually start to build your plan based on that information. And then, you know, I think a lot of times it's like, we don't, we think, we think ignorance is bliss. No, ignorance is very costly and it keeps us confused, right? And not really knowing what we need to do. And so my thought is like, hey, if you can see it and be like, okay, you've been around 5K and really to pay yourself what you want, you need to be at 8K. Well, then we can make a plan for you to get to 8K instead of just like playing around and leaving yourself at 5k and that's where people are still playing smaller than they need to that's where they're you know really like not quite um like they feel like they're kind of under an income ceiling and they're not quite breaking through and it's usually because they haven't committed to it they haven't really decided okay i'm gonna be this 8k a month business or this 10k a month business and once you have that information then we can say okay so that would mean you know, eight clients paying you a thousand dollars a month. Like we have an unlimited ability, amount of options and an unlimited ability for you to make that money. So we just have to decide what's the money you want to make. And then we're going to backtrack from there as to what you need to be doing to get there. So, um, yeah, it's called create your most profitable year ever. And it's really all about building your 2024 plan. I'll give you a really nice template and, um, 
I'm super excited about it. I only do this one once a year, mm-hmm. right? For this, uh, for coming up for the new year inside my cash flow CEO program and inside the membership on the back end, like we do it on a regular basis, but publicly, this is the only time I do it. So it's like Fun. jump on in. Yeah. Do it together. Right. Cause otherwise you're left like sitting at your screen, like with an empty Excel sheet and you're like, I should do a plan. Right. And then we get back to the shooting and you feel kind of clueless about it. So I really want to empower you right and give you the tools to just use the simple sheet and you'll be like oh my gosh i see how it all comes together now so yeah it's super fun i think you're really gonna love it i love it i love a good plan (laughs) yeah i'm curious about (laughs) i think we all do you know it's like we just came out of thanksgiving and it's like you know we put so much more energy into planning Thanksgiving dinner, into planning vacations, into planning all these other things. And it's like, just take a step back from all the doing and figure out like, what do you actually wanna make happen, right? Because as soon as you start to put that into motion, then it's literally like the universe can align to support you to go and make it happen. I love it, yeah. You know, I was just talking out with one of our CEOs and she was like, I need to get in more rooms of, of like established business owners that, you know, either could be my clients or I could collaborate with. And then I was like, as soon as she said that, I was like, great, here's an opportunity. Right. So as soon Mm -hmm. as like she could get clear enough on what she needed to do to execute on her plan, I was like, come join us in the mixer mind. And she decided to join us in Linda Sidhu's mixer mind, right? But she first needed to have the plan to then say like, this is what I need to make the plan happen. And then her guide, you know, could help like fill in the holes. Yeah. You know, and I think that there's so many resources that we have out there that we're not tapping into because we're not first clear on what we want. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of times I actually wrote a book too, sidebar called self-worth to net worth way back personal finance days. I wrote it with a psychotherapist because I really wanted to understand more about our childhood influences and mm-hmm. really our psychology behind money. Anyway, there's this whole section in there that we around wanting that a lot of times we've just as women, we've really um, forgotten, you know, relaxed our wanting muscle. So even just a quick exercise for everybody to do is like, what do you want? Like, hey, I want this. I want yeah. this. And I would say even do it in the context of your business. Like, what do you want for yourself in your business? I want, don't I want to work less? I want to end work at 5 p.m. and enjoy my evenings. Maybe you want to end work at 3 p.m. when your kids come home. Like, use this as an opportunity to get clear on what you want. And then we'll go and we'll make it happen together with the calculator, with the workshop, with cash flow CO, like we can, anything is possible, yeah. right? And once you really open yourself up to that and you take on my MO of turning all the problems into opportunities, yeah. everything gets easier. Yeah. yeah. So tell me, we've heard a lot about your history and what you do, and I'm always interested mm-hmm. in what makes life remarkable for people, for themselves on the inside. And I'm curious where mm-hmm. you're headed and what you're creating in terms of your remarkable life coming up. Mm, I love that. Um, let's see. So we're at the point now where we're doing our own planning, right? I literally have a meeting at two o'clock today to talk <laughs> about that. And um, which is funny. And I feel like it's, it's twofold. I think there's a personal side and professional side. I feel like the 
um, they're both grounded in me being more of myself, Mm -hmm. right? Like I feel like it's a lot of times like for me to live a remarkable life, I want to feel like I'm fully living. Yeah. Right. And so I think that sometimes when we're so busy in the doing, we forget the being. So that's right. part of my goal in terms of like, as I'm mapping out, what do we want to make happen? It's how do I put more graciousness in to do the being, you know, or to, to be in the being, to do the collaborations, to do the podcast like this. Like, this is what I love. I could like literally, like <laughs> I'm, I am an extrovert. Like I could do this for eight hours a day and I'd feel like yeah. more energized at the end of the day. You can tell I'm like, (laughs) my face hurts already just from smiling so much. Right. And, um, and so I feel like that's that now I need to align the rest of the business with it. So we've been wanting a new website, for instance, it was going to be on last year's docket and then it wasn't given everything that happened. So I'd like that to be on like the next year, right. To really just have everything start aligning with the person, you know, and with the more visible version of myself and then to to keep being there for my family i want to start traveling again i feel mm-hmm. like we've still been in the um lockdown. less travel mode <laughs> since covid yeah. yeah i know i feel like That's part true. of us yeah. is still in lockdown and i link so when i was i had a whole i had a lot of single years couldn't get married till i was 39 and just went to so many amazing places. I mean, even when, before I started the business, I had a year and a half that I call like my eat, pray, love time because <laughs> I left my corporate job and three weeks to the day, I was on a plane by myself to backpack around India for a month, right? And just like to go to cool places two weeks later and then I stopped in Turkey and then I went to Israel. And prior to that, I'd been to like Africa and Argentina and China. And like, I think how much we can learn and just experience and other cultures and get ourselves out of our like little box that is our world. And so yeah. I would also like to do that again. Cause I feel like there's a part of myself that comes alive when mm-hmm. I travel that you just can't really do like I try and replicate it a bit by people on zoom, but zooming is not the same same thing as being there in person. Yeah. (laughs) And like making dumplings in China, like in this tiny little restaurant, you know, um, it's just different, right? It hits differently. And so I feel like that is something that I'd like to do more because I love it. And I want to expose our, we have an eight and a 10 year old, um, Mm -hmm. to that more. You know, our, our 23 year old, well, she's still, she's doing her own thing. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I feel like for them, I want to have them start to see, that's my, my bonus daughter, my stepdaughter um, for 10 year olds, really have them start to experience that and to not just feel like their small world here in Massachusetts is the only world that exists, you know, and really right. start to expand them. So I love it. I love it for all of you. Remarkable life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> Well, thank you for taking the time to share. I think it's important for us to have out loud conversations about not just top line revenue, but profit, because it is the thing that makes a business sustainable, a business work. So I just appreciate the work that you're doing and that you're talking about it loudly and all over and wherever people will have you. Your extroverted nature helps this. (laughs) Yeah, I know. And I'm like such a super connector. I'm like, yeah, let's talk. yeah. 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 So I do want to make sure everybody knows that the link for the calculator and the link for the workshop will be in the show notes and it's time just to get signed up so you can see how might this all impact your 2024. Thank you so much for being here. 
You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And I look forward to connecting with everybody. I'm big on Instagram. So take a screenshot of this. Let's share it for Karen. And um, I'm at own your money. And let's make sure that everybody is living their remarkable life. So beautiful. Thanks for having me today. Yes. Thanks.